sisters, take a look around. We are killing the future. Time for a TF52 flashback. I think of the lamest uh, intro and outro music to the show, and I think we need to start changing that. Well, what do you want, Dave? Well, I want. I I've, honestly, I'd like Frank for, uh, to write us a song, but it, you know. Oh, he's it. all butt hurt and jealous. <laughs> no, not, he I'm not have an envious. Intro I'm not envious. Hey, I'm not en- hey, I'm hey, hey. I'm hey, not jealous. I'm we've got our own intro. Right, right. Don't so, be all upset. That's right. not for you, <laughs> sir. That's not for it, you. It, no, it's it would, not it for would, you. It would, it would, it would, I, I'm explaining that it would cheapen the, the, his song on their thing. So, but we got to get something that's upbeat. 
Everybody's got a night. I mean, you, you're, you're, your father-in-law has got a better intro music. We are got, not, all- we're not an upbeat show, Dave. We are the ones that talk about the stupid, crazy shit that nobody else wants to talk about. Yeah. You know, that's what we are. How about that? Let's make it a democratic process. Well, if somebody wants to make us a new intro that's more upbeat or that fits better, then I, I offer that out to anybody who would like to do that. I would appreciate it. It would be great. But... That's not what our show is, Dave. We're not the happy-go-lucky show. Maybe somebody, maybe we need a happy-go-lucky third-hour intro <laughs> so we can, you know, mellow out and, and get into it that way. But um, that's not what the show's about, dude. I mean, we talk about, um, you know, new apps allows, mm. allows its users to tattle on gun owners. You know, we talk about uh, DARPA making humanoids, the, the newest robot out, which goes from the one we saw before, the pet one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk about all these different things. So it's not a happy-go-lucky show. It's not. It's not. Uh, I'm just saying, get a better. Get, get get a better. All right, let's move on. <laughs> oh, Dave, you know I love to argue with you. That's why I'm trying to move on. It's so much fun. I, I've I've had my fill of arguing on salty show. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that was a good show though. Um, so wait, are they talking about that one night when everybody was yelling? Yeah, was awesome. Thursday night. Yeah. No, it was Wednesday, I no, think. No, it was can on you, a Wednesday, Tuesday. Can you Tuesday keep the desk or, in one place, please? It was on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and it was like really, that was good shit. I think it was Thursday. Uh, was it Thursday or Wednesday? No. Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. It was Wednesday. God damn it, get it right. We all live in different realities. There's no doubt about that. They're trying to form a one unified reality. But as we start to look towards what we're trying to actually get to, and that is liberty, freedom, justice for all, um, which is a global cry, we are now knowing it within from all the internet realms that this is a global cry. It doesn't matter if you're in the Netherlands, in Africa, in uh, Peru, or wherever. We're all saying the same thing all over the globe. All over the globe. And so you can't reject anything that comes your way. The universe is trying to speak to you and give you what you need, but you're rejecting it because you think you know what you deserve and what you need, which has all been conditioned and programmed by our culture creators, such as Walt Disney, Monsanto, and everyone else. So the answer to our problem is actually invisible, and it is called synchronicity, but it's an answer that no one can show you. No one can show you. And so now we're asking humanity to have faith in humanity when the Dark Brotherhood is making it so impossible to do so. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. So we need to find that faith in humanity because listen to all these people that have come out here, every single one of them, a loving, caring, nurturing being that just wants to uplift humanity. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. The television's telling you the total opposite. Fear those people in a van. Fear, don't go outside. You know, you don't want to be meeting around with people. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And the synchronicities will start to unfold, and then you'll actually believe in miracles. Anything that comes your way, go with it, and and do it to your fullest. You know that.
That's my message to the world because it'll guide you to your soul's purpose. And if you let your light shine, you know, to your fullest when something comes your way, then it'll magnify and become even more than you ever anticipated. And the best thing is, is that everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. And I know that's a, a hard message to sell when the BP oil spill, with the uh, volcanoes, with the corruption, with everything that's going down, the police state, you know, all of it. It's hard to tell people to regain their faith in humanity, to forgive the anger that you have for these people that have, have trespassed on you and to just start seeking the new existence. But we have to. That's what we have to do. We're the voice now. We're the voice now. We're the voice now. Worse. 
touch with the universe? Do you wanna cause death or give birth? What is life? <laughs> you are in fact viable. Your differences with the Republicans on the, uh, the with the rest of the Republicans on this stage has raised questions about whether or not you can actually win the general the Republican nomination, sir. Well, we've only had two little primaries so far, so it's pretty premature to decide which one is going to be the candidate. But, you know, when, when you think about it, if you measured everything I've ever said, every vote I've ever taken against the Constitution, you know, I'm a strict constitutionalist. Are you suggesting the Republicans should write me off because I'm a strict constitutionalist? I'm the most conservative member here. I have voted, you know, against more spending and wasting government than anybody else. So you're suggesting that I'm not elected? and the Republicans don't want me because I'm a strict fiscal conservative because I believe in civil liberties why should we not be, be defending civil liberties and why should we not be de talking about foreign policy that used to be the part of the Republican Party Mr. Republican Robert Taft didn't even want us to be in NATO and you're saying now that we have to continue to borrow money from China to finance this empire that we can't afford I, let me see if I get this right we, we need to borrow borrow $10 billion from China, and then we give it to Musharraf, who's a military dictator who overthrew an elected government, and then we go to war, we lose all these lives promoting democracy in Iraq. I mean, what's going on here? And you're saying, and you're saying that this is insinuation that I am less Republican because of that? All you guys listen over on Raz Radio and every other station that's out there, trust me, we will be live soon. Got a lot of things going on here. I love you. Sit tight, my friends. We'll be there with you. Yeah, yo. What is life really worth? What is Being a cat can be damn tedious. People dangling bells and bits of string in your face all the time. Just be a dog. Run around, catch frisbees, pee on a fire hydrant. Life's more rewarding and you get access to lots of treats. Catch Salty Talk Mondays and Wednesdays and every Friday for Salty's weekend warm-up. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Add a little salt to your life and be more dog.
This is your last chance. After this, there's no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. All I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. <laughs> oh, what a weird, weird, weird way to start the show. Welcome to the first fit to RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos, Radio Confluence, Salty Talk Radio, The D. Who am I missing? Who am I missing, honey? I know I'm missing somebody. Who am I missing? I think did I get everybody? I think so. I disruption. Think I, disruption. I got disruption. I think I think I got everybody. How about that? Don't forget, you can also catch us on Twitch. dot com or dot TV, Ustream, YouTube, Periscope. How do you want to see us? How do you want to listen to us? What do you want to do with us? You can find us. Z, thank you very much, my friend, for for allowing me to join you for a little bit before my show. Kind of rolling into our shows. You know, on the D. That, that's what we do. After this, you got E's, Beats, and Bits, or Biz, or maybe it's Z's, Beats, and Biz, or maybe it's Beats and Biz. I don't know. I know E's is, is, is traveling and, and doing schooling. But you got something to listen to after this. That's all. That's the main point. You have something to listen to. That's, that's what it's about. Honey, I know you've had a hard, hard day. You, you look really stressed. You look like you're... You, I mean, you literally walked in the studio less than 30 seconds before I started the intro. You yeah. were driving until that point in time. Yes. You all right over there? I spent like nine hours today with an auditor. That's, that's never any fun. <laughs> it's never any fun to deal My with an auditor. My brain is fried. Well, I appreciate you getting here. I don't know where the fuck Warto is. Um, I messaged him. I asked him if he was going to be here. I've got the mumble up. He's not there. So I guess it's you and I. We've got Scott Rickard joining us. This should excite you, honey. You like Oh, Scott. Yeah, we got Scott at 7. I love Scott. Now you can put the chicken cordon blue in and, and join us for Scott. <laughs> you know? We'll have a good time with him. I, I love working with Scott. I, I, I think you and I could probably come up with enough things to discuss for the next you know hour or so, 35 minutes, whatever it be. I, I think we can come up with stuff. Possibly. Uh, possibly. I do want to send out my condolences. You know, I'm not a religious man, uh, but there are people that I like to fuck with, I like to give a, a hard time to, that I still care about. And Buzzy, you lost your, your brother this week. Uh, you know, my thoughts are with you. Uh, you know. Oh, man, sorry for your loss. Yeah, I like to mess with Buzzy, but you know I what? I know that. Yeah, he lost his brother this week, 50, I, I believe 58 years old, had a heart attack. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a sad thing when you hear that, you know, especially people we're friends with, you know, people we've you know, associated with many a times before. Uh, so, uh, you know, Buzzy, our thoughts are out to you, and 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 uh, I hope it it works out for you, and I hope everything gets better for you. Just wanted to, to, to share that out there and discuss that briefly. Yes, I love you too, Mikey. As you see, if you're watching Twitch, you saw my son roll through. Had to give his two cents. 
If you want to follow us, uh, again, if you're watching Twitch, at Sean Raz, at Lexi Raz, it's displayed there for you to find us very easily to figure out where we're at. So, honey, where do you want to start tonight? What have you been... Let's start with what's on Lexi's mind. Oh, my God, really? Well, other than your your auditor today. I know, but there's got to be something you've been paying attention to. There's got to be something... That, that's been coming across, whether it's something I shared or somebody else shared that grabbed your attention. I mean, I, I know you better than that. Okay. Well, here it is, you guys. Um, been super busy working and holidays. I was ill last week and had a, a rough end of the month for October. Had a great weekend and got to relax and unwind. And I haven't been paying attention to shared posts and things that other people have been saying because life oh, so you're telling I, me i'm fucking I'm full of shit for, for like discussion asking you to find to figure anything put out me on the spot yeah i don't know i don't really have anything necessarily in mind that is uh bothering me although fukushima is still an issue for me but you know that's that's never changed well, yeah obviously because it's never gone away We've had additional problems added to that. I'm looking over here at the uh, which one the, the Confluence Radio Confluence chat room. Yes, Scott Rigard is making the rounds. I can't wait to Scott to, to talk to Scott tonight. He's one of my favorite interviews. Uh, we have a lot of good fun with him. If you were listening, if you were watching the the Twitch feed prior to and hearing EC Radio, you might have heard some things I disclosed about Scott. But I like Scott. He's my buddy. And yes, RC Radio should get into Twitch. I'm per, I'm suggesting it to all of you guys. If you haven't checked out the Twitch yet, I mean, you can stare at my wife watching her phone. It's a great thing. It's an awesome way to just get entertainment. But it allows me to share videos with you guys. It allows for a lot more, a lot, a lot more entertainment to to be driven to you. It's just a new way to do it. Are you making fun of me? No, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just responding to an email real quick. Okay, that's cool. I know you've had a hard you've had a hard week. I hard, just got here. I know just you literally. I said you just walked in the door. Like I was trying. Like I really thought I was going to have to do a lot more, uh, getting ready and and like holding over till you got here. Uh, you know something we discussed. I think it was two weeks ago. We had Christopher on, right, hon? Yes. Christopher Wyatt. Yeah, Christopher Wyatt was on two weeks ago. And, yes, he is getting ready to do a show here on Raz. I'm trying to get him set up uh, to to figure out how to handle everything he needs to handle. You know, I mean, it's not just sign up. This is an automated feed. You don't just call a Skype number and get on Raz Radio. Uh, You know, you have to have a little bit of knowledge. You have to be able to figure out how to make things operate on your own. So he's working on getting that all together. And I look forward to having him on there. I I look forward to the vaccination talk. But part of what I'm bringing this up about, honey, is if you remember when he was joining us about a week ago, week and a half ago, uh, he was discussing how right now there's a mumps outbreak in Syracuse Mm -hmm. and and how the majority of the people are vaccinated. Do you you remember that conversation? Uh, All of them were vaccinated. All of them. All 12. All, All 12 of them were vaccinated. Well, I think there's more than 12 now, but yes. So a story came across um, Drudge the other day. I think it was actually this morning or the day before. Well, this d- dated November 6th, so whenever that would have been. 
Mumps makes a comeback even among the vaccinated. Well, what do they mean even among the vaccinated? Well, that's mostly what make, in the vaccinated. That, well, that's what makes me laugh because if you look at the historical, if you look at the historical outbreaks, it's always been vaccinated majority that have an issue during the season when you would get mumps. It's not surprising. And they call it different things. You know, I had scarlet fever, which is a, a version of mumps. It's just a, it's, you know, a, a more acceptable. Oh, you have scarlet fever. You don't have mumps. You know, it's not as scary to people. Well, the two are different. It's, no, it's different, but it's similar. I mean, it, it is a similar disease. Anyway, mumps makes a comeback even among the vaccinated. If you think you've been seeing mumps in the news more often... In the past couple of years, you're absolutely right. Mumps outbreaks are on the rise, said Dr. Janelle Roth, a pediatrician who is a medical officer on the mumps team at the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. More than 6,000 cases of mumps were reported in the United States last year. 6,000. Are you scared, honey? 6,000 cases out of, what, 7 billion people? 6,000 cases. Mm. Uh, The highest number in 10 years. Around 2010, total annual cases were down in the hundreds. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Most of the recent cases occurred in outbreaks, including a large one in Arkansas. Rather than than as a sporadic here, here a case or there a case disease, and most of the outbreaks were among people 18 to 22 years old, most of whom had had the requisite requisite requisite. Thank you. Requisite two doses of mumps vaccine in childhood. We are seeing it in as young as uh, we are seeing it in a young and highly vaccinated population. Doctor Ruth said. Wow, that just wasn't rolling well. In my world, you can date people by you can date people by their childhood disease. I am too young to have had measles, but old enough to have had mumps and chickenpox. Chickenpox, I remember as particularly itchy and unpleasant. Mumps, I remember for the swollen chipmunk chipmunk cheeks, and as with tonsillitis, a certain amount of ice cream to make painful swallowing easier. Mumps is a virus that causes swelling in the paratoid glands, paratidid, P-A-R-O-T-I-D. Parotid? Parotid. Thank you. Glands. The salivary glands. Salivary glands? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm having one of those reading nights. Listen, so the scariest thing about mumps... Well, this is important. No, Legitimately, it, is that you could die. The fever that you get from it can cause brain damage. And for the people that have died from mumps, I mean, you're talking like third world country, malnourished, ill cared for human beings. So when you're taking your kid to some white bread, freaking. <laughs> first world country doctor and 
he's telling you, oh, well, you should get this vaccine to prevent an illness that could kill your child. I mean, it's mostly fear mongering because honestly, the issues that and the repercussions from the vaccine itself far outweigh what your child would go through in their 20s even get contracting mumps it, it, it's definitely a, a treatable illness it's you're gonna be out for a week but i mean it's something that's easily you can easily recover from it as long as you maintain yourself and and you watch your fever it's not it's not really a big deal oh. and so i think what we're getting at again with vaccinations is you have to do your homework you have to decide if the risk is worth the reward. You should look at the symptoms from the illness that you're getting the vaccination for. And you should look at, you know, the possible scenarios that could come from getting the vaccine itself. You should also look at the efficacy of the vaccines. It a lot of times isn't even worthwhile getting the vaccine, as you can see with all these cases of people that have got mumps after they got their vaccinations well and that's a big thing christopher talks about they all ran their proper course still got mumps so now not only are they dealing with mumps but they're also dealing with whatever repercussions they might have had from those vaccinations and yeah it's not going to be every single person and everybody's different you know but in the case where your body responded to it in a not good way i mean now you're screwed you can't reverse it. You can't unvaccinate yourself. Well, most people don't realize that Christopher is vaccine damaged. You know, he's been kicked out of vaccine groups, anti-vaccine groups, you know, the mother's groups and stuff like that, because, you know, he's he, he's not a mother. He, he doesn't have a child. He doesn't have to make that decision. So stupid. But people don't realize he's been actually damaged. He's been harmed by what happened to him. And I am working with him to get a show together. He's going to be doing a show here on Raz very soon. Uh, I can't wait to have him get that together because it should be a very interesting show. Uh, But the the vaccine debate, and I don't really want to get too deep into the vaccine debate because we have to have that with Matt very soon. But... Can we have Christopher Wyatt on when we do that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I would love to. Because, you know, be awesome. Christopher lives in Syracuse, which is where Matt is. So That's if we get the two of them perfect. in one studio, but then I can't really control their audio. So no, I'd rather them be separate. No, yeah. no, But to have them both on would be great. Yeah, that would be fun. And, you know, I was I was very acceptable of all these things when I was younger. Accepting? Yeah, accepting of all these things when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I very, very very much was i i went and got all my vaccines so i got vaccinated to the teeth when i was in, in the military you know when i joined the military i got all those vaccines i got sick along with the rest of my unit while we were in reception sta- station waiting to go to basic training right after we got vaccines there's a story i have pulled up over here to talk about about how all the marines have some kind of disease all of a sudden they've all got this stomach flu was it something they got from the vaccine? You know, was yeah. Well, a lot of common problems with especially all the, the vaccinations that the military get are 
are initially flu-like symptoms, but then after that, a lot of them do suffer digestive problems. Um, and that is a common problem overall with vaccinations, is it, it causes a, intestinal issues. And, it's part of the problem I'm having, you know. And what's you odd, know. too, is, you know, they'll, they're finding this link with autistic children and, and that stomach problems. they're finding that they all... They, they all commonly have these these same sorts of intestinal issues, and they're attributing it. This to is the Wakefield study. Autism. This is the Wakefield study but that was not attributing it to vaccinations. It, it, but here's the problem, and and here's where where one of the biggest arguments when you get into the vaccination argument, right? We people that are educated, people that have paid attention, the people that study things, realize that Dr. Wakefield did do a study. He might have not done everything to 100% proper way, but he's been vindicated because it has shown a connection to autism and and digestive problems, and that's all his study was talking about. His study was not about vaccines at, per se. His study was about the digestive problems of children with autism, and he correlated that to a majority of them that had that digestive problem had had a full round of vaccines. Majority, the MMR was the biggest one. So that is shown, and we can go to the to the correlation here with with the vaxxed movie and the whistleblower from the CDC. Who, I, I hate to I hate to attach Wakefield to anything because I feel like it it's putting us a step back. Well, he's with, been part of the com- conspiracy community for a long time. But he has been vindicated. He has his study. Ha- you know, he, they, him and his partner lost their license. Well, his partner's license has been reinstated since, you know, I think it was 2015. His partner's license was reinstated, which means his license should be reinstated because based on what they were claiming they lied or falsified has been proven truthful since then. Mm-hmm. It's like that. That uh, Ross just texted that uh, um, his cousin ended up getting alopecia after the MMR shot. And alopecia, for those that don't know, is a balding condition where your hair just starts falling out and usually circular patches or large patches uh, on your head, on your face, wherever. It can be anywhere, but. Um, there's there's just a multitude of of issues that can come from it. I mean, the there it's a foreign entity that you're putting into your body, and your body has to respond to it in some way, shape, or form. It's not something that's intended to be there. It it, it isn't meant to be there. Your body. But there are situations where it works. Well, your your body's made to do what your body's made to do. Yes, there are bodies that are damaged. That, that can't uh, combat these these strains, and I, honestly, I think our own our own interjection, our and when I say our own, I mean humanity's interjection, our our belief that we are smarter than the god or the the person that created us. Uh, once once you feel that you've moved beyond, you know, you you think you're smarter than that one. That, that made us, whoever it be, whether it be a god, whether it be an alien, whether it be whatever it be, where our bodies are designed to do certain things. And, and we have 
well, we have hampered the ability of our body not, to do its job properly. I'm not sure if I wholeheartedly agree with it in that respect. I, you know, w- whether we were created or evolved or what have you is is left for debate. And I, I don't think that getting a vaccination is an effort to outsmart God. I think that it's part of science and, and evolution and we're going to find new things to put in our bodies, just like people do drugs, just like people drink alcohol. You know, we're testing every little thing that we can come up with, all these little concoctions. But the thing is, is just because a doctor's giving it to you doesn't make it good for you. And I think most people can agree with that when it comes to medications, when it comes to procedures, surgical procedures, when it comes to vaccinations. But well, you- the biggest problem is that the thing with vaccinations is that it's such a huge lie. These doctors are not educated enough on the outcomes of, of these vaccinations. People are not educated enough. That's what I was about to say. You know, you, you said, you said, you're doing it out of fear. When you're having your children vaccinated, you're doing it out of fear because you think, oh, my God, if I don't do it, they're going to die or I'm going to be responsible I'm gonna lose for them. getting all these other people sick. Right. Or I'm going to lose be, my children you know, to, to there's CPS. There's going to be a witch hunt out there for right. me, you know, and they will make you feel that way. That There are pediatricians that will make you feel badly for just uttering, you know, a few words like, I think I want to hold off. And when I do decide to vaccinate, I'm probably just going to do one at a time. You get a look of disgust back at you because you're questioning me. Right. You're not educated as I am. You should not. You should not be questioning. Because you read a couple of articles on the Internet. I mean, they just it's if you you guys have a thought on this, 941-421-0401 or Raz Radio 1, if you're on Skype, 941-421-0401. Or Raz Radio One. I mean, you, you're welcome to, to give us your thought on it. You know, I'm I'm of the extreme. Lexi's uh, much more laid back and understanding than I am. But you know, I have a problem with forcing it. You know, I, we, well, I have a problem with that too. I mean, in some states where it's mandated and there is no out. And if you don't have it done, you can't go to school. I mean, there's even some colleges where you can't attend college if you don't have certain vaccinations. There are some, uh, especially uh, hospitals, doctors, offices. They'll tell you, you know, Jobs. if you, you don't can't have a job. if you don't get your flu vaccination, you're not getting your Christmas bonus, and you'll be wearing a mask for the entire season. I mean, that's just bullshit. Honestly, that kind of stuff is where i get pissed off and that's where the problem is is that it is forced and everyone is so ill-educated on this stuff i mean it's you think back about things that are fda approved and you want to make sure things have been inspected like our food gets inspected before it comes into the country let's trust our government stores but there is not nearly enough information there's not nearly enough real unbiased uh, research that's done on these vaccinations and they're the, the standard they're the standard every man woman and child born today should have all of these vaccinations but we don't know shit about it not really except what we were told and that you better do it or you're gonna get sick or get somebody else sick it's such bullshit it really is and that's where most and, of the problem and go. getting your head out of that is hard i mean even for us 
we've we've done our homework on this a lot of homework on this we go back and forth on stuff sometimes oh and yeah not vaccines but i mean we do go and back there and in forth the beginning, on things i mean we did get the first few rounds and i regret those but we went through an issue. I mean, listen, we had to put Mikey on a nebulizer. No, it wasn't a nebulizer. Yeah, it was a nebulizer with steroids, which once we stopped vaccinating, which, you know, it went away. You know, he had childhood asthma that I personally believe was brought on by the vaccines. That's right why we started vaccinating or stopped vaccinating is because of that. Right. They did three at once all in a row. And then all of a sudden uh, he developed this wheezing cough, um, which would not go away. It's horrible. And oh, I felt it, so bad for it him. It turned into Kyle had the same asthma. problem. Kyle had it the same was issue. It was so bad. It was so bad. I had to and lay. Remember, I had to lay with Mikey. We had to take a break him. from all that and, and figure our our shit out and when i started reading into all that stuff it scared me straight and this was I before mean, we did what we're doing now this is well before we ever discussed well all before. this stuff before yeah. we were the crazy conspiracy people you know that were not crazy well i'm crazy i'll admit i'm crazy You're if you don't crazy. want to admit you don't, yeah that's fine i can i can take the craziness <laughs> sorry your dad's yelling on twitter about me reading reading alert reading alert Ugh, it's awful. Yeah, I, I just know. Don't know. Well, I try, you know, I try every once in a while. It's something which ties into the vaccine thing and something I want to make sure we address because we've got Scott Ricker joining us soon. So, you know, we'll be able to flow very easy then because he'll do most of the talking. Thanks a lot. Well you, know, well, you can talk with Scott all you want, but, you know. Mm-hmm. This story came across me. It's a Bloomberg story, and it's how doctors are getting rich on urine tests for patients with opioids. And I just thought about this. And, and basically, the, to, to sum up the story, they're talking about how these doctors mm-hmm. are prescribing opioids and then going and opening up urinalysis centers to test for opioids. So they're prescribing the drug. But who's paying them for that? Who's paying for opioid pee? The, uh, uh, companies that are hiring employees? The government? I don't understand how that all revolved into itself like that. Specialist labs in an industrial park in Brentwood, Tennessee, not far from Nashville, most days bring more than 700 of the little little sealed cups from clinics across 10 states wrapped in red tag, red tag waste bags. The network treats about 48,000 people each month and may be may and may well be tested for drugs. Gloved lab techs keep busy inside the carnivorous facility, piping smaller urine samples in the tubes. Blah, 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 blah. The point is, these are doctors that are opening up urinalysis centers to test for opioids, to test for heroin. They're doing... Drug test center. So doctors that are prescribing these drugs that may be part of the pill farms are capitalizing off of testing people to see if they have these drugs in them or not. You don't find this, like, weird? I'm just trying to put the link together, and maybe my brain's a little bit fried today. But if they're going to get a urinalysis for a job, right? 
right. they were going to get it done, I, whether they were doing opioids or not. Let me so read this. I don't get the link between the doctors prescribing the opioids and opening. L- up let the me, let me read this one. Center, I just found I a good. I got. I found a good sec- section here to read. Okay. Urine test has become. Urine testing has become particularly lucrative for doctors who operate their own labs. In 2014-2015, Medicare. Medicare paid one million or more for drug-related tests billed by health professionals at more than 50 pain management practices across the U.S. at a dozen practices. Medicare, or at a dozen practices, Medicare billing were twice that high. 31 pain practitioners received 80% or more of their Medicare income from urine testing. So basically, if you're a pain practitioner, right, you're a pain doctor. That's your job. You you you, you manage pain, which mm-hmm. we have a lot of them around here. Right. You're going to do urinalysis testing to ensure that they're not taking marijuana, to ensure that they're not taking heroin or any other kind of illegal drug. Mm-hmm. So you're billing Medicaid to test these patients that you're about to give heroin too basically because opi- opium so they're they're knowingly billing medicare billing medicare for for a what will be a failed drug test and they know it'll be a fa- failed drug test is right. what you're saying well not necessarily like because, they're taking down 80 percent of the the profits from that is what you're saying 31 that they're going to 31 pay. pain practitioners receive 80 percent or more of their medicare income from urine testing oh, okay their income okay well i mean that but that's government funding that's medicare funding coming from us to ensure that these people are not on marijuana. Well, if it's, if it's not, when if they it's do not this, there, I mean, it's going to be somewhere else. When so they do this year analysis way test. to make money. I mean, so what? So you're okay with that? I'm okay with it. Okay. It's going to be spent anyway, right? I guess so. I mean, so no big deal. I don't know. It, I, I, it's expensive to become a doctor. But they got to pay it back. But should it be expensive to be a doctor? I mean, let's be honest here on that that comment there alone. is Should it be expensive? Uh, again, 941-421-0401 if you want to add your two cents to our stupidity. Scott Rickard will be joining us in the second hour, which I'm sure he's got a lot to add to our stupidity. But, I mean, why, honestly. Why are you being confrontational I'm not that? being confrontational. I'm just I think, stating a fact. What, it the is, people are addicted to drugs and they like it? It's expensive to become a doctor. And if they found a second avenue but to make should income, it be? Should it be a great deal expensive to become a doctor? Should it be? Because keep in I mind, mean, keep in mind, but let's go to the like 1900s, the 1800s, the 1700s. Your doctor was your dentist. He was the one that took care of your medical problems. Your dentist. That, that's a true fact. You can research that and see that in history. Uh, going way back, your barber was. Well, that's even more true. That's a great point. Your mm-hmm. barber had more education on how your body should function. So do our modern-day doctors care about how our bodies should function, or do they care about the drug they can give you to make your body function the way it should? Well, I can't speak on behalf of every I'm single just, doctor I'm asking ever. you a question. 
I think we can make our presumptions, but I think oh, everyone give me is your different, including doctors. Give me your presumption, then. Do you think doctors nowadays focus on making the body better, or do they focus on giving you something to make a dollar and make you think you feel better? I think that varies a great deal. I think... You know, human beings, doctors included, are all different. Some people go to work to make money, and some people go to work to help others, I guess. At the end of the day, a job is is meant to be there to make an income. Now, ethically... Wait, 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 hold on. Now, now, if you're going to be a doctor, that's not just a job. That's not just a job, sweetheart. All right, go ahead, finish. Ethically, you were saying ethically. Ethically speaking, I mean, if you're going to go into line of work like social worker, doctor, you know, pediatrician, life coach, you have a duty to, you know, actually give a shit and and care about what's going to happen to that person. And if you're able to help them or make life better for them, then I think that you should make it your duty to do that. But I don't think that all doctors are necessarily going to do that. And again, there's a whole brainwashing system that goes on when you mm, when you I mean, there's so much schooling. And when you want to talk about indoctrination, I mean, happens in schooling. It, it happens in college, too, for sure. And the the whole uh, we've talked about this before with doctors and and their pharmaceuticals and their vaccinations and they're when they're educated on that they're just taught you know this is what you prescribe for this and this is what you vaccinate well, they're not taught that they're, they're told that by they, the drug reps the drug the hot girl well, with the, the big new boobs, drugs yeah the hot girl with the, the big drugs, boobs comes yes. in and says the hey vaccination give this yeah. to your patients They'll like it. They'll make them feel well, good. Yeah, they're selling. You know, <laughs> that's what happens nowadays. They're selling product for a multi-billion-dollar industry. Of course, they're going to be hot and drive BMWs and have big boobs. I mean, <laughs> what do you and, want? And come in with lunch. When I was in the restaurant business, we used to get a regular order, a regular order from drug reps, and they would come in and they'd be going to doctors' offices, and I'm talking two, three. $400 lunch orders, steaks, whatever, crab legs, whatever we had on the menu. And they'd be picking this shit up. And this was in the early 2000s, late 99s, the late 90s, that they'd be picking this stuff up and bringing it to doctors. Two, three, $400 lunches to sell their drug of choice to that doctor. Yeah, well what you do you gotta schmooze they're there to make money look pharmaceutical reps probably not the best people on the planet but i mean they're that's their job is is to sell and yeah they're they're gonna buy that's a prostitute's job too though to whatever sell. they I want mean, just saying i mean they, they they're the the pimp says you better give me that money bitch She's going to sell that body. I mean, bitch going to make some money. Well, bitch I mean. better make some money or else she's going to get beat down. <laughs> that beat down's coming, motherfucker. <laughs> Every once in a while you come across a good pimp. <laughs> <laughs> One with a light hand? <laughs> a little light-handed pimp tonight? Light-handed pimp. Tonight. Light-handed pimp. 
Oh you my goodness! Seventy percent instead of sixty. Oh, that's true. Uh, we I, I do want to briefly get into the. Uh, do I have it pulled up here? I want to. Where is it? I got to figure. out. I got like all these tabs. I didn't think I. I like started opening tabs up like crazy because I didn't. I didn't know if I was going to have anybody joining with me tonight. It was kind of like, uh, do I have anybody helping me tonight? Oh shit! Ah, damn it! I, I probably just closed it. Oh, here it is. How about that? I didn't close it. Um, I want to address this before the break. Then we got Scott Rickard joining us in the next segment. Just got to make sure I have that turned up. It's just I, I just I want to cover this briefly. It's it's all about stealing and, and idiocy and jackassness. Jackassery. Oh, I should probably put. I should probably put this. Hold on. Let me see if I can do this. If I can do this quick enough, I'm actually going to put it up here so you guys on Twitch. Go to Twitch TV forward chat forward slash forward slash. Oh, I got it, I got it. Twitch TV forward slash Sean Raz one. Max here for IGN News. Shut so- up, douchebag. Sorry, I'm trying to transfer it over so you guys can watch it with me. I'd like you to and honey, honey, you you, you like Graba? Aren't you a Graba fan? I listen to Garabo every once in a while on my ride home. Every once in a while? Yeah. You know, you know he's kind of a douchebag, right? I mean, you know, I've always thought I that. I know that's how you feel, yes. Yes. I don't really know him personally to, uh, you know, issue out such oh, I malcontent. I, I'm not asking you to issue out that malcontent. But let's talk about a little bit of a... God, you know, it's amazing how people can... Draw things to an extreme. See, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get it on the on the, on the Twitch here for you guys. It ain't working though. Oh, I gotta hit play. Then maybe it'll get there for you. Now you know what we're gonna do. I I can't do it that way. I'm sorry, guys. We're gonna do it the other way. Sony's PlayStation Experience oh, 2016. Well, this douchebag's not probably talking over here. Why do I get all these wrong people talking, honey? I don't know, because you are like the king of technical issues, I guess. No, it's not. I just need to get more shit figured out. I need to get more shit figured out. I just need more stuff, honey. You know me. I need more stuff. All right, so let me see here. Get this going. This guy here. You know, Shuhei Yoshida announced that Parappa the Rapper. That's not what I want to talk about, but that, that's commercial. we got to get through the commercial first. So, anyway, honey, a Texas-based insurance company and a Tampa Bay radio guy is, is in kind of troubles here. Oh, have, yeah? you, have you heard about this with him? No. Yeah, you haven't. So, where is? Right, let's get to the beginning of it now. That I got the commercials done. I, you know, they should make this stuff flow easy for us. On the radio, trusted the voice and invested their money. Now the feds claim they're victims of a scam. So, where is your retirement money? Is it safe? Some folks in the Bay Area followed the lead from a trusted voice on the radio. As senior investigator Steve Andrews found, their retirement nest eggs are now fried. These folks thought, hey, if somebody like a popular radio or television host like Drew Garabo endorses a company and the product it's pushing, it's got to be legit, right? Wrong. We talked about this. Mary Hansen here's the story, though. For a living has for 31 years. She may be working for another 31. The money Mary was banking on for her retirement dreams. Gone. They're gone. Aw. 
Mary Hansen is a is a, is a lawn dog of uh, she's probably about 50, 50 years old, fifty five years old, and she's cutting lawns to retire off of. That's what she's trying to do right now, and this is what the attachment to this is. And I have a problem with this because I used to be a Drew Garaba fan. You know my connection with Bubba. It bothers okay. me. What What did we discuss though? Whenever we were talking about this, the last time well, I you and I were discussing it personally, on not on air. No, oh, okay. we didn't discuss this on air. This well, just happened this past was week. Was it discovered whether or not he was affiliated with this company whatsoever? Well, that's part of the problem. It, it seems that he has some some personal money, not investment I know money. The funds to the sponsorship basically for him to run ads for them was cut but he ran them anyways i think that was the only affiliation there that could have maybe been a problem i think he has some investment money into the company maybe he invested some of his money into it too fine but I don't think that he has anything to do with this company screwing people I don't think over. the 12%... He was just running ads for he them. He was running a, ga- a guaranteed the 12%. The company's the problem. They, they were giving a guaranteed 12% return. That was the ad they were running. That's what Drew Garaba was saying. A guaranteed 12% return. Guaranteed. Oh, my God. How many commercials and ads have you seen and heard in your lifetime that guarantee to make you rich quick i mean come on but just buy this 25 dollars self-help book or just come to this seminar and here's we'll show the pro- you how here's i the mean pro- so what that doesn't make him a monster all right let's get you okay let me, note let me play the get the- rich quick schemes don't work i mean let me play this audio. Let me get Scott dialed up. Fine. I just want to get through this story real fast. Okay. I still think he's a douchebag, and I think he's got more connection I to just, it. But I know you don't like him personally. Sorry. But. And 72-year-old Anthony DeSillis will probably never see that 51000 he had plans for. It's horrible. It's horrible. I've been sick. I've been physically sick. Tony and Mary repeatedly heard radio personality and TV host Drew Garabo endorse a company called C4 Benefits Group and a remarkable product C4 was pushing. This is a game changer. Sat down with my man Jackson from C4 a couple of weeks ago. Their new product blew me away. The new product, an investment fund called OE Capital, a Texas company paid C4 to find investors through a radio campaign. What if your money could grow at a minimum of 12% a year? You heard that right. The worst case scenario. Minimum 12% minimum, a year. 12%. Would hear a number one radio show host personally endorse this and have it not be true? I just didn't see that possible. Now, honey, let me ask you a question. Just, I want you to get in my world for a moment, right? Let me ask you a question. Could you imagine if that was Bubba? Imagine if that was Bubba back in that company. I don't care. Just, I don't just, care. But you know what we've gone through and what I've these, watched. And all my- these, all these radio show hosts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that are all mainstream like this, mm-hmm. doing terrestrial radio, mm-hmm. they're all hired to do ads for companies. And yep. you know what? Some of them aren't I, I, good companies. Some I, of them are bad people. I know how this works. I grew up with this business. Don't forget. I mean, I, I understand that. Okay. Well. I it, if, I wouldn't feel any differently. But if you're a banker, let, let's say, all right, let me let me throw an example here, right? You didn't invest your money into this company, but you actually you have a percentage of ownership of this company. 
But you're the paid advertiser, which I think is the situation here. Do you think that... You don't know that that's the situation, If you have a percentage of ownership in the company, which I think is the situation here, do you think that makes a difference? If it's but... Do you think that makes a difference? If I had interest in the company, if I was part owner or partner of some kind, and people were being screwed over... I would have something not nice to say about it. Yeah. But well, then I guess he I'm should so stand sure. up and say something instead of going to, to Rob's shows and calling him a bitch when he's trying to make a couple okay. dollars. Well, you have a personal yeah, well, fuck issue him. with yeah. him. Fuck so your Garala. You my personal bigger issue. than it is. But I don't know that he has any personal interest in the company. I honestly think that they just picked up sponsorship. And that they were doing some advertising for them, and it turned out bad. When, I, it doesn't it, make it his fault. When the story says Drew Garabla himself personally endorsed them, that is not that is not an advertisement campaign endorsement. That is a personal endorsement. And it goes on to say that maybe he had a financial tie beyond the advertisement side of it. There's a whole lot of ifs and maybes, though. I mean, and it's to me, it's not that important. And I'm I'm sorry those people lost their money, but I mean, the majority of of well-rounded individuals know that you can't just don't buy anything from Drew Graba is what I would say. That that's what most you know normal people would think or should know. That's just my personal most, opinion. Most competent individuals know you can't just throw money at something and expect a. I mean, if you want to throw a guaranteed twelve percent return, if you want to throw some money at Raz Radio, I guarantee you a twelve percent return of shitty content. Just throw me two hundred bucks, and you'll get twelve percent of nothing, and you'll be happy. All right? You're All right. weird. Is that too far? You're just you're personally angry with the man. Personally, clearly. I'm tired of people screwing over Bella. Is what it is. Oh, I think he me. can handle himself. I know, but it still bothers me. You don't All right, guys, let it bother you. We got Scott Riker joining us here in a couple minutes. He's probably going. Where is this idiot calling me? Why is he not called me yet? Uh, check check us out on Twitch, YouTube, UStream, Periscope. See the video there. Find Four Toad in the middle of Guatemala, because I don't know where the F he is tonight. Where's Dave? Dave's not here. It's a sad thing. Although, congratulations, Dave, because, you know, I know you're not happy about it, but, hey, congratulations anyway. And you know what I'm talking about if you're listening. If you're in the background going, I don't want to do this game tonight. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. You guys are listening to First 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Friendly Blood, Radio Confluence, Salty Talk Radio. The D, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, Twitch Ustream, all the fun places. That's so many things. <laughs> it's, it is so many. Ten different outlets. You want to listen to the first shift of two, you got ten ways to do it. I mean, come on. That's pretty cool. In my world, I think that's pretty damn cool. I'll talk to you guys in a couple minutes. I know! Look at my crayon. Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? Sean Rez. Four Toad and Lexi. Oh, I meant Four Toad. Sure. Four oh, Dave. Dave. <laughs> hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz, Four Toad and Lexi. You know, that, that sounds like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on. I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And uh, Dr. Bob. <laughs> Dr. Bob, yeah. It's Dr. Bob Tuscan. 
It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy Forto. On the morning of September 11, 2001, 19 men armed with box cutters directed by a man on dialysis in a cave fortress halfway around the world using a satellite phone and a laptop directed the most sophisticated penetration of the most heavily defended airspace in the world. Overpowering the passengers and the military combat trained pilots on four commercial aircraft before flying those planes wildly off course for over an hour without being molested by a single fighter interceptor. These 19 hijackers, devout religious fundamentalists who like to drink alcohol, snort cocaine, and live with pink-haired strippers, managed to knock down three buildings with two planes in New York. While in Washington, a pilot who couldn't handle a single-engine Cessna was able to fly a 757 in an 8,000-foot descending 270-degree corkscrew turn to come exactly level with the ground, hitting the Pentagon in the budget analyst office where DOD staffers were working on the mystery of the $2.3 trillion that Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld had announced missing from the Pentagon's coffers in a press conference the day before, on September 10th. 2001. Luckily, the news anchors knew who did it within minutes. Osama bin Laden. The pundits knew within hours. Osama bin Laden. The administration knew within the day. Terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbor them. And the evidence literally fell into the FBI's lap. That a hijacker's passport was found blocks from the World Trade Center crash site, if you can believe that. But for some reason, a bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists demanded an investigation into the greatest attack on American soil in history. That investigation was delayed, underfunded, set up to fail, a conflict of interest, and a cover-up from start to finish. It was based on testimony extracted through torture, the records of which were destroyed. It failed to mention the existence of WTC-7, Able Danger, P-TECH, Sibel Edmonds, OBL and the CIA, and the drills of hijacked aircraft being flown into buildings that were being simulated at the precise same time that those events were actually happening. It was lied to by the Pentagon, the CIA, the Bush administration, and as for Bush and Cheney, well, no one knows what they told it because they testified in secret, off the record, not under oath, and behind closed doors. It didn't bother to look at who funded the attacks because that question is ultimately of little practical significance. Still, the 9-11 Commission did brilliantly answering all of the questions the public had, except most of the victims' family members' questions, and pinned blame on all the people responsible, although no one so much as lost their job. Determining the attacks were Failure of imagination Because Nobody in our government, at least, and I don't think the prior government that could envision flying airplanes in the buildings. Except the Pentagon, FEMA, NORAD, and the NRO. The DIA destroyed 2.5 terabytes of data on able danger, but that's okay because it probably wasn't important. The SEC destroyed their records on the investigation into the insider trading before the attacks, but that's okay because destroying the records of the largest investigation in SEC history is just part of routine record keeping. NIST has classified the data that they used for their model of WTC-7's collapse, but that's okay because knowing how they made their model of the collapse would jeopardize public safety. The FBI has argued that all material related to their investigation of 9-11 should be kept secret from the public, but that's okay because the FBI probably has nothing to hide. This man never existed, nor is anything he had to say worthy of your attention, and if you say otherwise, you are a paranoid conspiracy theorist and deserve to be shunned by all of humanity. Likewise him, 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 and her and her and her and him. Osama bin Laden lived in a cave fortress in the hills of Afghanistan, but somehow got away. Then he was hiding out in Tora Bora, but somehow got away. 
Then he lived in Abbottabad for years, taunting the most comprehensive intelligence dragnet employing the most sophisticated technology in the history of the world for a decade, releasing video after video with complete impunity and getting younger and younger as he did so, before finally being found in a daring SEAL team raid which wasn't recorded on video, in which he didn't resist or use his wife as a human shield, and in which these crack special forces operatives panicked and killed this unarmed man, supposedly the best source of intelligence about those dastardly terrorists on the entire planet. Then they dumped his body in the ocean before telling anyone about it. Then a couple dozen of that team's members died in a helicopter crash in Afghanistan. This is the story of 9-11, brought to you by the media which told you the hard truths about His head could be seen to move violently forward. And They took the babies out of the incubators. And Mobile production facilities. And The rescue of Jessica Lynch. If you have any questions about this story, you are a batshit, paranoid, tinfoil, dog-abusing baby hater, and will be reviled by everyone. If you love your country and or freedom, happiness, rainbows, rock and roll, puppy dogs, apple pie, and your grandma, you will never, ever express doubts about any part of this story to anyone. Ever. This has been a public service announcement by the friends of the FBI, CIA, NSA, DIA, SEC, MSM, White House, NIST, and the 9-11 Commission. Because ignorance is straight. Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this? And felt like this. That never happens when you dial 941-421-0401. At RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow, you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941-421-0401. And avoid... 941-421-0401 If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401 We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com you got a like a little internet or podcasting show or something? Chocolate drop. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, buddy. What Shut. is the chocolate drop a show about? Chocolate drop? Drop it on us. I kind of know. But I will not listen if you don't tell me what it's about. It's about uh, uh, hip hop, rap, turd politics, man skewing, music. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, buddy. Chocolate. It's every other guy that's got a podcast around here, okay? And where can people find the chocolate show? It's man skewing, yes? Rap, turd RazRadioLive.com. There you go. Okay. And when does it air? Saturdays, 1 o'clock Eastern Time. Okay. And where can people find the chocolate show? RazRadioLive.com. There you go. I wish you the best at the chocolate drop. I'm so basically, it's about every other person that's not in real radio that's trying to get in radio and do a show. Rat turd you. Knock yourself out, kid. Rat turd you. The rat. <laughs> RazRadioLive.com. There you go. Do 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 do. Generals masquerade as your doctor. Pills become bullets, then they poison your water. A pharmaceutical army built to slaughter. Tormenting mass come for your wife and your daughter. Whoa, now what? Here they come for the guns. And God and demons disguised as priests and nuns. Time to run with no place to go except Honduras. With a man called Fortold Jones, skull and bones, and take the sky. 
guys with robot drones Check the infrared radar for UFOs Silvery gold, behold the weather's controlled By genetically modified hybrid clones Built in bunkers with subjects under mind control Injected and observed in the combat zone Now come on It's the chemtrail skies, it's the government lies It's the poison in the water, then the Assassinated, and you can actually go to the sixth floor of the school book depository. It's a museum called the Assassination Museum. <laughs> I think name that after the assassination. I can't be too sure of the chronology here, but anyway, they have the window set up to look exactly like it did on that day, and it's really accurate, you know, because Oswald's not in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> wow. Painstaking accuracy, you know. It's true, it's called a sniper's nest. It's glassed in, it's got the boxes sitting there, and you can't actually get to the window itself. And the reason they did that, of course, they didn't want thousands of American tourists getting there each year going. No fucking way! I can't even see the road! Shit, they're lying to us! Fuck! Where are they? There's no fucking way! Not unless Oswald was hanging by his toes upside down from the ledge. Either that or some pigeons grabbed onto him flew him over the motorcade. Surely someone would have seen that. You know, there was rumors of anti-Castro pigeons seen drinking in bars. Someone overheard them saying, coo, coo. Coo. All my friends are heathens, take it slow. Wait for them to ask you who you know. Who do you know? Please don't make any sudden moves 
No, no, don't do it. You don't know the half of the abuse. <laughs> Alright guys, welcome back to the first 52 RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos, Radio Confluence, The D, Salty Talk Radio, Twitch, Ustream, Periscope, YouTube, I don't know. Where do you want to find us? We're all over the place. Honey, you over there, honey? I'm over here, honey. You over there, honey? You got it? You good? I'm the room of people who have yeah. the people that they lie on day. Trying to figure out if you are or not. I am R. You am R? And of course, you know, funny we haven't talked to you since July. You know, I look back at the messaging and, and tried to figure out when we talked to, to our boy Scott. We haven't talked to Scott since July, honey. Forever. That's horrible. I don't even think I was back yet. No, you aren't back yet. Scott, how you doing, my friend? How's it going, man? Thanks for having me back. Good. It's it's always nice to hear you. It, it's just I I, do, I don't know when I hear your voice, it makes me feel good. <laughs> it might have so something cool. to do. Have, even as I have more cool. to do with what you're doing during the break. <laughs> That's possible. So, what's going on in the world of Scott Rickard? Scott Rickard, uh, pr- uh, a press for truth, veterans for truth, uh, or veterans for peace. Uh, I mean, I, you're all over the place. You're not. You're, you're not unknown. You were just with Jack Blood again recently. I mean, what's going on in your world, my friend? Well, I'm just checking into the uh, Ritz Carlton uh, Hotel in Riyadh. Uh, seems pretty quiet in here. No, no gunmen. No, 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 nothing to worry about. You okay? No, no, everything's good, man. The, uh, just making making some fun about uh, the new uh, Saudi uh, prince. Is uh, he's been very busy this week? You know, that's kind of why I wanted to bring. You. I got a couple reasons I wanted to bring you on board, but you know, we heard. I guess it was about a week and a half, two weeks ago. We hear about these the Saudi prince that's going to start uh, eliminating the the, uh, the 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 hatred part of. Uh, their their religion that they're gonna they're not gonna be so angry and then this week we see this uh, massive arrest of Saudi princes and 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 Saudi dignitants so what the what what's going on man what dignitaries what, what's going on man well uh, the uh, the new uh, the new head of Saudi Arabia is basically um, taken over you know from a uh, a very, I guess, aggressive behavior. And he's, this is a guy who's authorized the coalition bombing of Yemen. Um, you know, he says he's cleaning up corruption. He's kind of at the core of his own corruption. I think he's just cleaning up corruption that's not working alongside him, I guess. Okay. So, uh, and he's also gone after, unfortunately, for Lebanon, the, uh, the uh, prime minister for Lebanon. So they've, they've gone after a few individuals in, uh, in, in in Saudi Arabia, but well, we uh, see the build up. We, we see the we see the build up of the Shiites against the 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 highlights or whatever hell the other group is. Uh, Alawites in uh, Syria. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean it, it's growing again in Lebanon. The, this connection with Lebanon um, are, are they destabilizing that region more than we need it to stabilize, or is this actually something true going on? I think uh, you know Trump. Trump cut a deal uh, with um, uh, Mohammed Al Saman. Uh, he's uh, he's the new cat in town, and I think what he's done is he said, "Look, you know, why don't you guys go ahead? You're you're doing what we need you to do in, in Yemen, 
you know, we failed miserably, unfortunately, in, uh, in, in Syria. Uh, but, uh, they've got a lot of these, um, uh, Kurdish, uh, the Kurdish regional uh, government is, is, is a little bit behind them in, in Iraq, but, but they're really close with the PKK and the YPG Kurds out of, uh, Turkey, Syria, and, uh, northwestern Iraq. So, and I, I think what they're doing is they're, aligning themselves with these Kurds. Uh, the Kurds are, you know, hardened militaristically. You know, they've been, you know, working with the U.S. and Israel and Jordan and uh, 90s Saudi Arabia. At least, 99, 98. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, even since the 60s uh, with Israel, uh, the uh, the current uh, um, uh, leader of the uh, the Kurds uh, is was you know his father was very close with uh, some of the head of the Mossad. So is this breaking and, down some of that connection that we've watched over the past twenty thirty years? Or, or, well, I don't. No, I'm, it's, I'm it's trying to figure out a lot of that. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to figure out what's going on here. What are they trying? What is the what is the drive of the the powers that be in that region? Uh, what, why are they? Uh, why is this happening? Why are these princes being arrested? Why is all this going on? Why is this turmoil happening? So these would be, you know, these would be considered more moderate. Um, They're like uh, senators, Saudi. right? Are we, well, these guys we're talking about? Let's let's put them in American terms for people that you know are idiots that can't figure it out. These, <laughs> these princes we're talking about are like senators, right? Yeah, they're more they're more like um, uh, kings and queens from uh, England. Uh, they're not necessarily elected at all. Well, well not not, not uh, of their little territories uh, type thing. Not, not saying that the U.S. Uh, um, uh, democratic society is any more legitimate than the kings and queens of the past. But uh, but yeah, it's a, they're more or less uh, uh, the the monarchy or uh, uh, the the king kingdom. Uh, it, it's by blood, and and there has been, you know, in the past, you know, it's why, very well known, you know, a lot of assassinations and and a lot of uh, um, you know people disappearing and those types of things where uh, they were trying to take over control of certain areas. Now this guy's more overtly doing it. He's doing it because uh, a lot of the moderate uh, type of Saudi leaders, um, both in and outside, when you look at the uh, Prime Minister of Lebanon. Now this guy was. A Saudi um, national, uh, even though he was heading up the uh, um, uh, the prime minister seat in in Lebanon, so that that tells you something about who's been pulling some strings in Lebanon, and that's why you hear in the news all of this uh, negative rhetoric around Hezbollah, because Hezbollah is very much like um, what we would consider in this country uh, the three percent. Right. So this is a very, this is a group of guys who got together and said, "Look, we don't like our government. We don't like our uh, um, our military. We're going to create our own military. We're going to create our own defense, and they're a militia." Well, Hezbollah and they, and, and Iran uh, uh, allegedly is who's attacking um, Saudi Arabia right now. I, I don't know if that's any if there's any accuracy no, there, no, but that's no, what they're that's, saying. That's, that's that's the that's the uh, the guy feed you on on your television. Yeah, right. The uh, the the fact is is that you know Hezbollah is a it's a militia you know it's like a bunch of Americans owning their weapons and wanting to defend their country and uh, and it's a, a group that's become extremely organized you know they're not very large there are thousands of troops not tens of thousands of troops right. Right. they are um, you know very well trained and, and and very you know these guys helped uh, 
overthrow uh, the uh, um, the terrorist organizations that were, or mercenaries, I should say, that were hired by uh, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Jordan, the United States, uh, uh, the CIA. Uh, Israel, <laughs> CIA. All, the whole operation in in, uh, in in Syria was, you know, originally uh, before the Ba'ath Party, you know, got involved and uh, they started to talk about this caliphate. See, people forget really about the Ba'ath Party. People forget about Iraq in the beginning and, right. and, and that whole conversation. You know, As you say that, it, it really clicked in my head. You know, you go, wait, right. wait the Ba'ath Party, wait, they, those were the bad guys at one point in time too, weren't they? Yeah, well, they got involved uh, with a lot of the guys that we brought in. So we brought in some guys from... Oh, did we get too serious? Oh, we, I think we just lost Scott again. I hate when that shit happens. We did. If you're watching on Twitch, you can see my Skype screen is just going stupid. It it it's God forbid we get into an intelligent conversation and actually share some good information, honey. That's not allowed. That's not allowed. Oh, I gotta get over here. I gotta get back over to this computer. Remember, I got multiple screens I'm dealing with here. I'm gonna try to re. Sorry, call with Scott Rickard failed. Although we're on it. Okay, let's not go get all conspiracied out. Oh, you're going to get me all pissed off. I'm going to get all pissed off on my own. See if I can get him back. See, this is why I like having Scott on. I love Scott. I love having him on. Scott, you there, buddy? Do we have you back? Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. The, the CIA, yes. not they will not end us. We will continue this broadcast. <laughs> if it's by tooth or nail, we will do this broadcast, my friend. Crazy. He's so crazy. Uh, I did. Uh, my internet bill. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I want to blame the government. And you're going to tell me it's your internet, Scott. Come on, now. Uh, that really uh, yeah. kills the conspiracy part of it, He's my just friend. <laughs> so anyway, we're talking about the bath. <laughs> hey, you you just keep your shorts on, okay? I don't. I don't want to see you without shorts on again. Oh my god! <laughs> so we're talking about the bath party. What yeah. happens at Razfest? Just stays at Razfest. So <laughs> Lord, he's like, oh my god! I, I just got to talk just about this. Don't. Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> now he's got bad yeah. internet. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Because of the for bringing it in, when they brought in these uh, Uzbeks, you know, these are these are a bunch of people that were really, you know, thousands of folks came in as mercenaries that were, you know, you have to remember that the Americans were using, you know, Khan and Uzbekistan individuals when we fought the war in Afghanistan. And, you know, these guys absolutely hate the Russians, and on top of um, they, they can't, even, you know, the guy just. Uzbekistan, and, and so these you know, these guys have had uprising, and this is a ninety-seven percent Sunni country, and you know, they they had great, you know, out of that. Country. See what a lot these of people don't. Already, what a lot of people don't understand is the, is the divide between the Shiite, Shiite, and the Sunnis, and, and that whole region. Uh, a lot it, of the divide happens. No, it's not. It wasn't necessarily that. It was. It was a fact that, you know, they knew that it was a Russian bastion. They knew that, it, you know, because the Russians were uh, involved in Syria. They were they knew that they could uh, 
other guys uh, that were going to go to war. These guys were already hardened war uh, uh, combatants. You know, they'd fought in Afghanistan alongside Americans, and they were they knew that they were going to be making money. I mean, the average Uzbek made fifty bucks a month. You know, so they're like, they're like, what do you mean I, I can make uh, I can make a thousand dollars a month? You know, that's that's a whole year's salary. So you know, that's they're 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 basically jumping on board. Yeah, you know, it's two years' salary in in a month. So they're jumping on board, going in. And they got. They think they got the backing of the CIA. They've got the backing of Turkey. You know, they're going in and out of Turkey. These, you know, going out for meals. You know, smoking hookahs. You know, having a ball, and going in and out of the. Um, you know, they're getting paid a boatload of money. Well, Scott. And, and it, Scott, you know what? Ahead. You know, the Cubans thought they had the backings of the Americans in 1961, 1962, when they were doing the Bay of Pigs. Um, I, I want to redirect real briefly because, you know, I, I, this is something I wanted to discuss with you also. So if you don't mind me redirecting. Um, do it. It's your show. What? <laughs> good point. <laughs> what do you what? Have you read any of the JFK files? And what is your thought on the mass release that we have seen over the past two, three weeks now? They, they've released they've released all this information on. Uh, MLK. They've released all this JFK information. They've released all this Bay of Pigs. Uh, like, do you think they're overly releasing to try to get everybody to just shut up and, and be confused, or have you seen anything, or have you even paid attention to any of this? Uh, cursory. I've uh, you know heard some other people you know talking about different things. The the only thing that really stuck out to me is that. Uh, they uh, they basically flat out denied that um, that Oswald had any connection to the intelligence community uh, and was operating you know uh, independently and I know for a fact that's not true um, you know I've I've uh, spoken you know personally with Judith Baker uh, his girlfriend she was weaponizing cancer uh, when Oswald uh, you know think about it. you had a you had a a Russian linguist uh, a military guy who defects to Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes through Finland, uh, which is a very friendly Western country. And we're, we're talking to uh, a linguist himself right now. What's that? You're you're a code breaker and a linguist when you were right, in the Air right. Force, right? So we're, we're talking That's to correct. somebody who's kind of the same type of person. I mean, right, we're not comparing right. you to Oswald, but you get my point, right? Yeah, well, I'm a pretty good shot, too, so don't, don't piss me <laughs> off. But, uh... <laughs> hey, I don't know what you're shooting with, okay? Hey, 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 you, you know I got a nice weapon. You've seen it. <laughs> Any case, but uh, you know this guy. This guy, you know, he defects to Russia as a linguist, right? And then, and then all of a sudden, he's back in the United States, passing out pro Castro pamphlets and uh, you know dating a girl that's weaponizing cancer. You know, I mean, this is pretty odd. And I can tell you for a fact, if anybody you know that's a linguist. You know, quote unquote, defects uh, to Russia. Now, another thing is that he worked on what they called the Downlink SIGINT collection platform. It was the uh, uh, the U two platform, and he was able to configure a uh, um, a, a mobile based uh, receiver for receiving intelligence off the U two. It just so happens while he was over in Russia, the Russians were successful in shooting down the U two when they shot down Gary Powers. Right, right. Now, that's coincidental. Well, it's also the fact that, you know, the Russians uh, might have been given that information uh, by Oswald on purpose so that we could, you know, monitor and test their abilities on their surface-to-air missiles because, you know, we, we wanted that information pretty bad, if you ask me. 
So they, you know, it's like, all right, Mr. Powers, you know, uh, Oswald's giving them the information, so you're probably going to get hit. So get ready to eject. You know, these guys are at sixty thousand feet let, let me, in uh, spacesuits. Scott, let me ask you a question here. All right, now yeah. you're you're an older guy. You've been through a bunch of stuff. You you've got a lot of uh, understanding of the world. Um, yeah. uh, do you? What are what are the connections you see today that when you were a twenty year old man? Um, just getting into all this, just learning. Uh, what are the connections that you can see today? Well, okay, so when I was 20, I didn't see anything. I mean, I could barely get up in the morning after drinking so much to get to work on. So be so, it. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, so, you know, so I'll be honest with you. You know, it was more or less, uh, you know. But you get my question, pretty, though. My, my question, but, but my today, question is, yeah, what, yeah, as a growing man, as somebody who is, has been through so much. Uh, well, no, he's still a growing That's man. Nice. You're always growing, honey. Nice. You're, are, I just, always... you're right, because, I mean, I just had all I can eat, the bottomless pasta. <laughs> that for <laughs> but, you, but you get my question. What, what, yeah. what, in, the, in the world from, from 1975 till 19, or till 2017, uh, uh, Man, you got it, man. You know what year you're in now. Awesome. <laughs> it took a lot for me to figure out what year it was. But yeah, it was, man. I was, I, was getting, I was getting ready to get a crowbar out. <laughs> but you get my question, right? You understand my question. My, my question so, is, there, the society is so fucked up. Where are we? No, well, why? Let me, give, let me give you perspective. I mean, so it's 76, you know, obviously. I, I barely, I was in ninth grade, you know. But it, but it's like, it's got into the military. You know, I was like, you know, I heard Carter was going to pull the troops out of South Korea. You know, come to find out the only reason we're saying that was because we'd crashed a helicopter over the DMZ and we wanted our, uh, our, our, our soldiers back. So he was kind of, you know, you know, basically lying to the North Koreans to bring them back. At the same time, you know, I have uh, the military telling me that they want me to study Korean, become a Korean linguist. And I'm like, oh, I don't know anything about Korea. I mean, I knew we had a war there and that's about it. So. We had a pretty cursory education growing up, and that was about, you know, by the time I was in the military. And then, honestly, you know, the pieces really didn't start to come together. You know, I, was, I was starting to see some things in my late 20s, you know, 10 years later, working at NSA and then saying, wait a second, you know, these guys are saying this happened, this didn't happen like that. Wait, these guys are saying, you know, this Iran-Contra thing has happened like this, this didn't happen like that. And I was like, this is a bunch of bunk. You know? and that's talking, really, and that never happened. Well, see, I, I didn't know any of that until after I left. I hate when I like that. Talked to different, uh, uh, you know, guys, you know, retired and, uh, um, you know, former uh, military folks. And then, you know, to be honest with you, I'm sitting there on the beach uh, in the, uh, the the late 90s, uh, and and one of the guys, you know, was talking to me. And I said, yeah, well, I was just, uh, uh, you know, talking to one of my buddies about the USS Liberty. He goes, he goes, man, he says, you're the first person I ever talked to that knew about the USS Liberty. And it turns out his father was the uh, uh, number one uh, arms dealer with Adnan Khashoggi. And his father was the one that uh, financed Dead in the Water, uh, the first film put out about the uh, the deliberate attack by the Israelis on the USS Liberty. Well, see, people like, don't understand that, dude. They're like, the USS Liberty, I think that's a story that a lot of people need to pay more attention to i we're coming up on the anniversary of it again 
Um, yeah, it was and, in June actually earlier. Well, yeah. So okay, so the anniversary already happened. The point is, we need, <laughs> we need to pay better attention it was, to it, it, Scott. It, you got the year right, though, man. This is this is uh, just so you know. This is November. Just uh, I'm just trying to help you out. <laughs> Listen, I have enough problem keeping my day to day functions going. Turkeys are on sale at Winn Dixie. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> But the, but, but the the problem with the U.S. Social Liberty, and, and here's something I'm going to start doing here. You know what Twitch is, Scott? Have you heard of Twitch, Scott? Uh, Twitch yet? Yeah, that's why I got uh, um, that's why I got my medical marijuana license. No, not that Twitch. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Christ. I'm sorry. Twitch, <laughs> Twitch is a is a is a video streaming service, so which started as like a a video game thing. And you know yeah. I do my, my doc days. You know, every once in a while I'll do like a doc day where I'll play a do- bunch of documentaries. Well, this service will allow me to stream the video of those documentaries. Nice. Which means the the documentaries about the USS Liberty nice. can, can be seen and, and discussed in, in a different format. So will this bring attention to these things? I mean, th- those are... Well, I mean, it, it depends on how much attention is brought to our channels. I mean, unfortunately, you know, the, the channels that, you know, come up, you know, on your uh, your televisions are, you know, far more, you know, broad an audience. You know, we're, 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 I'm not, not going to lie to you. I mean, you can go, you know, pretty much to one of the largest YouTube channels on the planet. You know, uh, uh, you got the RT, Russian television. And, you know, most Americans are almost uh, completely unaware of the information that's on that. So, you know, it's a, it's, you can, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make a drink, unfortunately. That's, that's what we're up against. That is true. That that is true. So, uh, I want to touch on you, Scott, also on current events. Um, we've got some. Hold on. I got Donna Brazil calling me. She's got some breaking news. Uh oh. No, I'm serious. I mean, current events, current events. Um, we have things we're looking at, things that are bothersome. Uh, we have uh, fifty-eight people gunned down at a at a, a music concert a couple of months ago, or a month yeah, ago, yeah. or so. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. We have we have twenty-six people gunned down at a church. Yeah. Um, where do you stand on some of these current events, or just in life in general? Like, the, where does Scott Rickard stand on life in general? Well, well, unfortunately, uh, um, you know, if it happened in a, uh, a Chicago neighborhood and it wasn't, uh, um, you know, a, uh, a, a suburban white neighborhood, it probably wouldn't be such big news. True. Um, and uh, obviously it happens in uh, any Arab country. Uh, you know, it's absolutely not news at all. It happens all the time, unfortunately, over there. So uh, I, I would say this. I'd say, uh, you know, the, um, the loss of... Um, I guess uh, responsibility in this country, you know, is is gone, you know, at a huge rate. I mean, look at companies. I say, like I've said this in the past, like Kellogg Company and Post and those companies. Those companies were built by guys that were um, trying to make food to help uh, the mentally ill, and you know, they they actually had you know asylums back then where they put uh, you know individuals like this, these uh, uh, these these guys that are given jobs. And then throw them back out into society. We, right. I, I don't think we do a very good job vetting our, uh, um, our the human race anymore. We just take we take the people that are sick and kick them back out in the street and say, "Get a job." Right. And uh, and and you know, 
obviously uh, this uh, um, this uh, uh, Pollock guy is going to be different than the uh, um, you know, the other. Um, uh, I can't remember the Kelly. I, kid, yeah, uh, I don't remember Kelly. the douchebag's name from from yeah, Texas. But, but yeah, I really don't care about their names. But you know, one guy is going to be different than the other because the circumstances of their lives. You know, right. obviously, uh, you know, they're, they've got they've got upbringings. They got families. You know, they got as, all kinds of as a former them. as a former military person yourself, as a former yeah. Air Force person yourself, do you yeah, find yeah, it yeah. disturbing that the Air Force uh, did not report the proper information to prevent this guy from having a gun? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's no preventing anyone from having a gun. I mean, True. we live in a, a very gun-free society. I can go to a gun show and get, get a gun right now. So, I mean, that it's, it, it's, it's the, it's not. I'm not really as, um, uh, as opposed to. Um, you know, I, I like, I like to have gun education. I, I'd like to see a rifle range in every school. You know? Oh, well, didn't we but have that at one time? I, I seem to remember guys driving with, with gun racks in the back of their trucks. To yeah, school. I took I took my I, I took my gun to school. I mean, I took my rifle to school and I checked it in the army. I remember so these I, guys doing yeah. the same thing when I was in school. So and if and you could leave it in your truck if you if you uh, as long as it was in the um, you know it was in the um, uh, the locked and uh, I think Russia still like does this very very stringently if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have no problems. With, you know, as long as there's education, you know, there's a you know I've been to firing ranges all over the country and. Uh, and you know, I've 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 never had an incident, and uh, never seen an incident, never even heard of an incident at a firing range. You know, what we get is we get it in you know guns in the hands of uh, you know people that have uh, um, some side of some sort of disorder. You know, and that's and that's the thing because we're not managing people's uh, um, sicknesses anymore. We're just we're we're we're, we're medicating, and uh, um, and the pharmaceutical industry. You know, I point my finger at them. I've got you know tons and tons of people that I know that have lost. Uh, relatives and children with uh, oxycotton and such. Uh, you know the uh, the Americans are you know basically taking on the role of the and, Chinese. And you're talking go about ahead. people that didn't go up and shoot up a school or anything. You're talking about people no, that no, overdosed that. on on a on a drug that was prescribed to them by a doctor. Right, right, right. More people are dying from that than any of these gun shootings. So right. the real epidemic to me is not gun uh, is uh, gun control. It's it's pharmaceutical control. You know, it's uh, that's the epidemic. You yeah. know, it's and if and to focus on this, you know, obviously uh, it's some nutbag. You know, and as soon as the nutbag's Arab, it's terrorism. You know, you you take a nutbag from Uzbekistan, by the way, like I was mentioning earlier. This is a guy that knows the story and knows the history how the Americans have been raping Uzbekistan, uh, and then comes to the United States for five or six years and you know sees the Americans totally destroy Libya, sees the Americans totally destroy Libya. Has totally destroyed Syria and Yemen, and it's just like you know. I, I'm not condoning what he did, but I mean, take a take a you know, take a look in the mirror, America. You you're not you know, it's it's not our fault that he did this, right. but we're certainly not making it any easier for someone to love us. We're not the prom queen in the background with a with our skirt pulled up and a black eye because Nothing our honorable. boyfriend beat us. We're we're the fucking we're the boyfriend beating the whore. Yeah, yeah, we're the boyfriend really beating what? the girl, and then there, and then there's some some weakling kid that comes along and tries to fight us, and we pound him to the ground. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's the problem, and 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 that's and that's that's we are definitely the bullies on the planet. Hmm. And if anybody wants to argue that, they they, they have absolutely no understanding of uh, what the, the Americans are up to around the world. That's, what is what is on Scott yeah. Rickard's radar? What have what have you been talking about? What so, is, what has I, been your main talking point recently? Uh, 
Well, I've been uh, um, I've been uh, trying to uh, finagle my way uh, uh, back into the intelligence community, seeing if they'll uh, if they got the nuts to give me a. Uh, um, uh, security hey, you're defense. a friend with me man yeah this is not gonna happen i'm sorry hey i fucked you up i'm sorry <laughs> no i don't worry about it i can i can get past all that but anyway <laughs> i'll put the pictures away i promise yeah, yeah can, you, can you can you just can you just that hard drive i'll delete me, those pictures <laughs> yeah i need you to, i'm gonna send hillary clinton down to wipe it clean for me. hey you better make sure listen listen she's a She's she's got some good easy. You likes. get big up in the in the thing there, you know. No matter what I'm talking about, you better make sure I'm safe. All right, don't let me get killed, please. Yeah, nobody's safe. Just uh, <laughs> get that get that get just get that clear for you. Nobody's safe. <laughs> Scott said, "Fuck you! I'm not protecting your dumbass. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna my own dumbass. I'm 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 worried more about my kids than than the than the, than the I'm worried about my kids too. All right. <laughs> well, then you better. Then my advice to you is go to the gun range. All right. <laughs> I can do that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Too uh, funny. Protect yourself. <laughs> well, you know what? That's what we have to do. And unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, and uh, well, maybe it's not unfortunately. Maybe that's how it should be. Uh, yeah. That's the day and age we're in. You should protect yourself. You should defend yeah, well, your family. You should defend your friends. And that's the, that's the way life should be. That's the way we should be living life. Well, Not these little, little fucking cowards in the like, corner. Sound like, starting to sound like my crazy uncle. You know, this guy listens to I Miss in the Morning and uh, Rush Limbaugh. And, uh, so, so you got to slow right. down. Listen, far that way. Scott. Listen, <laughs> Scott. I love you to death, but please don't don't put me in that character. I know, but he started to sound like him, man. He's a, he's like, he's like yeah, every time I go in the store, I look around because there's, there's danger around every corner. Well, you know what? You know what? Not that I want to agree with him, but listen, you you, you need to start thinking that. I'm way. always looking for my exit strategy. You should. Be. I said. I said. Do you ever forget what you're in the store for? <laughs> <laughs> I think I do that. Or actually, I think I do that every once in a while. You definitely do that every once in a while. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, that's my job, though, honey. I, could you not admit, admit when we walk into the store? What's my it's job? Your job. That's my job oh. to make sure you two, you and your our son. Can shop and be protected. I, I my <laughs> job is to watch around. He's got, he's got, he's he's packing to heat. Are we gonna get gunned down in public? <laughs> yeah, is that yeah you you're... never know. You never know that those Walmart mops, man, they're crazy they, mad. They, they gun. <laughs> they, they listen, listen. They sun, They sent some time. fucking MK Ultra dude to gun down a church on Sunday. Oh come on, MK Ultra. This guy was a. This guy was unfortunately a. An Air Force douchebag is that what we're saying? Just, he's just yeah, he's just a he's just a punk who uh, you know was pissed off at his in laws. So you really think it was just pissed off at the in laws? Yeah, people do stupid you, things over you, did, uh, over family fucking feuds. Did you, know, you see uh, Scott? Did you see the change of narrative? Fields and McCoys. Listen, I, listen, Scott. I know you're not the I know you're not the conspiracy guy, and no, I always support that. that conspiracy juice. I got a I got a guy named Jim Jones, man. He could he could take you to paradise. <laughs> listen, listen. I, I I get you're not the conspiracy guy, but here's my issue with this whole story. All right, there, there's too many. There's too many incidences where... You, you know, can't even it, say incident. 
In- incidences. I was saying okay, incidences. I thought you said incenses. No, <laughs> no, we're not smoking weed yet. You're not here. <laughs> when you're here, we'll smoke some weed. And then I'll oh, throw the incense, okay? God darn it. Oh, but no, the, but that was usually for medical purposes. Listen, here's how it goes down. Usually. Here's how it goes usually. down, my friend. They they get these idiots, okay? They they get these simple, simple-minded people. Look at the pictures of this guy. This guy was somebody that should have been put in a mental hospital and not given a gun. The, True. The, the, the Air Force mistakenly doesn't put his paperwork. The guy's dishonorably discharged from the Air Force, all right, yep. for beating his wife and kid. I know. The Air Force mistakenly doesn't put the paperwork through to the FBI that prevents him from buying a gun that he goes and shoots up a... A hospital or a, a church with. Church, yeah, yeah. All right. So now we're at a situation where you got a guy that probably shouldn't have had a gun anyway because he was kicked out of the Air Force for being a fucking asshole that gets a gun that shoots up a church that is now part of the narrative. It just... It, it, it's not okay, Scott. That doesn't line up, man. That's where my problem lines up. What, what well, the Air Force mistakenly? The, uh, did you ever the see the Air, Air Force, Force fuck shit up? They make before? a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean these are people. These are people who are arming, uh, you know, rebels and uh, arming mercenaries around the world illegally too. So I don't expect them to do things very. So my uh, conspiracy um, theory is not too far off. If the if the Air Force actually arms somebody to to cause disruption in our own country because we're doing it in other countries, that's not. That's not a far-fetched conspiracy, really. No, I'm, I'm saying that I'm saying you're giving them too much credit to be more strategic like that. Uh, they, there's, there's the fact is is that there's plenty of uh, of individuals that are, um, you know, th- th- uh, Oswald's a great example. I mean, here's here's a guy who is a willing um, uh, participant, right? Mm-hmm. This is a guy who knows, you know, who and who, you know, for example, you know, say for example, um, somebody that wants to. Uh, get rid of Obama. You know, I'm sure we had plenty of guys that would have gotten in that pre one. pre MK uh, yeah. Ultra pre but Oswald Oswald would be pre MK pre MK Ultra Ultra is what I'm saying. I, the, for, the problem is, is you have guys that want to do this just because they want to be they want to be on the side that wins. You know, it's yep. just like it's like uh, can I can I put me in, Coach? You know, I, I'm good at I'm good at this. I, I've been training my whole life to do this. You know, I'm I'm, I'm the ultimate warrior. You know, so I mean, that's that. Unfortunately, that's not a hard. Uh, but they're you know, they're not coming up with anything in this story that that leads to that um, kind of situation. No, it's it's, it's really what, not. What it he like he was me. an atheist. This, this kid was a disgruntled, uh, um, you know, uh, really you know poor um, uh, uh, choice uh, um, uh, individual who made an you know was very vindictive against his uh, in laws. And uh, he had a, he had an axe to grind, and he had no life. Or, or he yeah. was a great MK Ultra plant from the Air Force that was yeah. given a gun because they forgot to put the information in, and they made a mistake. Yeah. I mean, you know that that that's how we can look at it, Scott. But you know yeah. That, yeah. that that's how the thing falls. And I, again, I know you're not a conspiracy guy. You always have every moment that we've spent together. You always go, you know what, I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm not going to support that idea. I'm not going to go down that hey, path. I, I believe 9-11 was an inside job. 
Well, that, that's not that a conspiracy. James Corbett, that James Cor- that James Corbett re- report was was spot on. But that's not a conspiracy report, dude. That that's that's a factual thing that, that nobody surprised. wants to I, fucking believe anymore. Well, no, but I mean, uh, you know, uh, Dove Zakheim uh, was in the room with Dove Zakheim, and people uh, actually the person that asked the question right before me, you know, came up and uh, and and brought up a lot of the scenario that uh, J- uh, Corbett, not quite as eloquently as Corbett. Uh, uh, report uh, did, uh, but when he came in, uh, when she came in and, and mentioned those uh, facts, you know, he basically called her conspiracy theorist, and uh, and the crowd basically, uh, unfortunately, uh, um, did not support her. So, I mean, you know, that's just unfortunate. But that's the uh, you're nine times out of ten. Anybody says that it was an inside job, they're going to call a conspiracy theorist. Still today, listen, Scott. I, I interviewed a guy. His name was Mark Shaw. He wrote a book called The Reporter Who Knew Too Much. And mm-hmm. she was on the forefront. And we're talking in the 60s. She was on mm-hmm. the forefront of the JFK assassination. And I think everything she reported before she was murdered, while she was investigating the JFK assassination, will become true. Eventually. Yeah, yeah. I, we yeah. are... So I want to go back to a question I asked you because you do, you didn't really answer my question, Scott. You know, you're a motherfucking ball dodger <laughs> if I ever meant one. Mm, well, better right. ball jo- dodger than uh, than the uh, the alternative. <laughs> answer my question. What do you think about the release of the new J- JFK information? Have you looked? Uh, oh, ha- have that. you looked at any of it? First, of all? I answered part of that question for God's ha- sake. Have you? An- you can't look- handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Are you don't even dist- listening? Don't distract me, Scott. Have you looked at any of it, and what's your opinion? We got about, I don't know, four minutes to go. Well, well come back from the time warp. We did say something about this. Well, I, you <laughs> know, I, said, I, I, said, I said I haven't really paid much attention to it because the first thing that I didn't like about it is that they were they were basically saying that Oswald didn't have any uh, participation with the CIA, which is, I know is a blatant lie. Right. Second thing I didn't like about it is that they redacted all, like thousands, tens of thousands of pages still. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, well, then they're not telling the truth. So, I mean, why would you redact it? You know, if you're, and, and, and certainly if they were going to put those pages out, um, I have a feeling there'd be a lot of magic marker uh, marks across the damn thing. So it couldn't make hide or tail. It'd look more like hieroglyphics than it would uh, English. So, you know, I, I don't believe that the government's uh, uh, going to be any more honest with us about any of these scenarios uh, that implicate, you know, tremendous uh, uh, criminal activity within the intelligence community and the government and the military. I think that they're going to continue the facade of uh, uh, misleading the American public, and that's 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 why I, I kind of took it with a grain of salt. And I was like, ah, well, this is bullshit. I said, gonna, here they go again. They're going to try to make it look like they're being open and transparent, and, and at the same time, you know, it's uh, it's all being you know basically kept from people. So no, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I, you know, you look at uh, look at what's happened here with the Democratic Party. You know, be, people caught red-handed. I mean, if people don't uh, start going to jail legitimately, uh, and uh, do you really think any of these idiots are going to go to jail, man? Come on! I don't think so because if, as soon as as soon as Trump starts going after them, 
you know, they're going to say, well, we know all the things what Manafort's been doing. Oh, and by the things, you know, we know all the things that you did with the Gambino family in New York, too. So how much do you want to open this can of worms? I can tell you stories. Listen, I can tell you stories about the Gambino family. I actually got a job offer for the Gambino family. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, I did not. Yeah, 90, it was 95. I was going to culinary school, and Lou Gambino, uh, who actually had the hots for my mother at the time, uh, <laughs> offered me a job to come be his personal chef, and he wanted oh, me nice. to cook. Yeah, he wanted me to cook at his house, and I thought about it for a moment because it, w- it was really like he offered me a lot of money. I'm sure. And uh, I just kind of looked at him. I said, "I just I can't do that. I I'm sorry. I just I, I can't." And it was a yeah. scary thing, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a weird story that's come out of nowhere. But yeah, but he had the hots for my mother, and I, right. I, I can, I can get my mother. honey you can confirm this. I, I think we've had this conversation <laughs> once or twice. And I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's good to see your memories back. No, my memory, no, my memory's <laughs> never back, brother. Scott Rickard. <laughs> Scott Rickard, Veterans for Peace, okay. Press hey, TV. Way, you, you did, you did, you did, uh, you did, motherfuck me on this show. That's going to cost you five bucks. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, well, you, you hit my Twitch. Motherfucker, you. like six times. Yeah, I called you a motherfucker. Really? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, man. Uh, I'm coming down. I'm coming down. Now. Now. They've eaten all your well, food. you better come down because I'm looking forward to seeing you, brother. I haven't seen you in like two and a half, three years. I, yeah. I'm looking forward to having a hangout with you, Scott Rickard, Press TV. Uh, 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 veterans for peace. Uh, just a good guy that just wants life to live. Like, stop fucking around. Everybody's just stop. That's that's Scott. right. That's what. That's my slogan. Stop fucking <laughs> around. Stop fucking around, Scott Rickard. <laughs> no, not Scott out. Rickard. Government. <laughs> Governments need to stop fucking around. That's enough. That's we're we're done with your games, your stupidity. And all the things that you I provide. I up to here. I have to. <laughs> I'm done. Get the fuck off my lawn, motherfuckers. Your vagina is dirty. Please leave Leave now. Ew. Ew. Don't go there. How did they have to go there? <laughs> well, somebody had to have, had to have a dirty <laughs> vagina. I mean, <laughs> why not the U.S. government? Nah. Now my kids can't listen. Who to has the dirtiest <laughs> vagina? We know the U.S. government. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if your uh, take on Raz Radio would be a good one for your. Yeah, for your, your kids, kids probably is not a good yeah, job. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to put a, some. I'm gonna have to put some filtering up on this now. <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you just figured that, Scott. You just figured that out, my friend. I mean, oh. I've got filters I have to wear when I just walk in a room with you. Just because of what I've seen. Oh, stop! <laughs> so, I mean, it, you're just be. figuring out the station needs to be filtered. Good talking to you, Scott. Good talking, you guys. Love you, brother. Have a good one, Scott right, Rickard. Press, veterans for truth. Press TV. Check him out. He's always there. He's always saying something. Uh, you know, listen, here's listening to the first fifty-two. I've had a good night. We've had a lot of fun. That's what we do here. That's that's how we try to handle it. We, we want to. I'm trying to get everything together to to get out of here too. Also, I'll tell you, just to just be honest. But anyway, we we try to handle it. We try to get information to you. I, we didn't cover everything I wanted to cover tonight. By not even close. We barely touched the surface of what I want to talk about. 
But we'll be here next week. We'll touch the surface a little more. We'll touch the surface a little more. All right, guys. I love you. Peace out. Have a great night.
love you guys so much. Thanks. First 52 is the bomb diggity. 